Hello everyone, it's me, your boy Dean. I'm here to serve you this piping hot tea. I hope everyone's having a good day today. Um, I had a good day. I just got off work and I wanted to jump on here and just give my break, uh, give my thoughts on this um, VMAs that happened on Sunday. So on Sunday, MTV um, aired their annual video music awards and these are awards to the best music video. Um, you know, and it's, you know, a lot of artists come and perform and it's, it's been 40 years since this award show has gone on. And so they had it in Brooklyn, I believe in New York, cause that's where the first one was held. Um, I remember it used to be held in Los Angeles, I believe for a long time. They were just having it in LA, but then they moved and now they moved it to Brooklyn. And so the red carpet, you know, had a lot of people tongues wagging and I will I'm gonna just say this okay Joan Rivers who is the late comedian one of the icons of comedy paved the way for a lot of female comedians you know she had this show on E called Fashion Please I used to watch that show every Friday night I used to watch it I used to watch it religiously but I will say well she died in 2014 Joan died and I will say this when Joan was alive and, you know, naming the best dress, the worst dress, I will say people did tend to dress better. You know, there was a lot more, I'm not going to say originality, but there was a lot more thoughtfulness in the people's outfits. You know, stuff was tailored correctly. You know, it looked like people actually tried to look their best. Now, when I look at these red carpet outfits, it just looked like people just throw anything on, literally. Or it's like they try to copy stuff that's already been done and it just looks bad on them. Lil Nas X is a perfect example because his outfit broke the internet. Um, he had, it was like, it was like a, a jumpsuit, but it like started at the collar. You know, a lot of people say he looked like Eddie Murphy from that movie, Vampire in Brooklyn. Me personally speaking, um, I think he just looked at, I think he looks at old pictures of Rick James, Prince, and Lil Richard. Because a lot of the stuff he wears is stuff that a lot of the black artists from the 80s, 70s um, used to wear. And he just throws them all together. Um, And the colors look nice on him because he has some nice skin. It's just the outfit doesn't fit very well. Um, Doja Cat looked bad. Um, Tanache looked bad. Um, <clears throat> you know, I did like Normani's outfit. I, I thought she looked really good. Um, it, you, but it just looked like people just threw anything together. And this ain't the first time red carpets have looked like this. In the 60s, if you look at what the red carpet looked like in the 60s, you know, people were just throwing stuff together then. So that just goes to show you a lot of stuff comes around in circles. But I will say, minus the red carpet, I didn't watch the awards show. I just, I, you know, I haven't watched the awards show since Miley Cyrus twerked on Robin Thicke. And I was in high school when that happened. That's the last time I watched that show. But I did watch the clips on YouTube. And I will say, the performances that got everyone talking was Doja Cat, who hosted, Lil Nas X, of course, Chloe Bailey, and Armani's. Of those four right there is what most people talked about on Twitter, in the media, about the awards show. First, let me talk, let's get on Doja Cat. Doja Cat, 
and y'all heard me say, you know, she's not my cup of tea. I don't really like her. When I did my podcast with my friends, Shanice and Santina, I said that in those podcast episodes. But I will say, she has grown on me. You know, one time I was bored and it was raining outside and I was reading a book and sometimes I like to put music on while I'm reading. And, you know, I'm like, let me just give her a chance. And you know what? Some of her music is good. It really is. I think what throws me off about her is people for some reason want to put her in the hip hop category. And clearly she's not hip hop. She is a dance pop artist. You know, that's what she does dance pop music and you know and I think that's why I I wasn't connecting with her music because when I think of hip hop I think of a certain sound and you know when you listen to her music it's really dance pop music because see that music has come back again so again another example of stuff from the past coming back but you know her performance was really well. Now her outfits was ugly, but um, but her performances were very well. I like how, it, it you know it's I, I don't get the feeling that she tries hard. Oh well, I, let me rephrase that. I don't get the feeling that she tries too hard. You know, when I see her perform, it comes natural. She's a very good performer, and I I do think her songs are very fun. You know, they're not vulgar. You know, that even though she is kind of an out there person, but you know, it's, it's some of her stuff is very fun to jam to. And I like that, you know, sh- she does do her own thing, even though to a certain extent, she you could tell she's influenced by Nicki Minaj, but I enjoyed her performance. Now let's go to Lil Nas X. <clears throat> now y'all know I have a love-hate relationship with him, but I will say, even though I didn't like his outfit, I did like his performance of Industry Baby. And you know, a lot of people started that controversy between him and Lil Bootsy was when he trolled and said he would perform naked on the VMAs. He wasn't naked, now he did get in his underwear at the end, but hell, we didn't seen that at the VMAs countless times. But I will say, even though his vocals are not the best, the energy matches the song. You know, he, get, he gets the crowd hype. And you know, I know people say he's an industry plan, but the people in the audience knew the words to that song. You know, so I don't think he's an industry plan. I think he does have a legit fan base. But you know, it it, it was, I I thought it was a very good performance. Um, I can tell he's getting a little more comfortable in this new music he's making. Cause remember when I did my podcast on that, um, that Montario video where he was dancing on the devil, he was move. He said he was moving away from you know that kid-friendly music he was doing, and you know it looks like he's getting more comfortable in this adult music that he's trying to do now. Um, I thought Jack Harlow you did really well because Jack Harlow's on the song with him too, and you know I will say Jack Harlow I think is a very good rapper. I do. I like his style. I like his clothing. I do. I think he I think he dresses really well. And I, I think I like that he's so unproblematic. He doesn't take himself very seriously. And I like that him and Lil Nas um, hooked up on this song. And you know, when they were performing, they just had a good time. It looked like I saw two friends, um, you know, just having a good time together. Now I hope nothing happens that makes me change my opinion on that. Cause I did enjoy the performance. I really did. I also liked the pink, you know, he had on the pink outfit. 
And you could tell he was peeping working out. You know, he has his abs now and his backup dancers real did really well. And shout out to the backup dancers who be dancing behind these people. Because aside from Madonna, Janet Jackson, and Beyonce, a lot of people don't acknowledge the backup dancers, but it takes a lot. Some of these backup dancers do way more than some of these artists and don't even get paid that much. So shout out to these backup dancers who be dancing behind these artists. Now, <clears throat> on to the next subject. I'm going I'm to I'm save her for last, but let me talk about Normani. Now, Normani... I do, I do think she can sing. I do. I think she's a better dancer than she is a singer. She can dance her ass off, but I don't think she's the best singer. And you know, she came out there group Fifth Harmony. Now I think she's the better singer than Camille Cabello. I don't know why the industry keeps trying to push her, but you know, the industry just keeps trying to push that girl down people's throats. But that's the topic for another conversation. But I do think um, Normani can sing. And she, she can dance. But I, the thing with her is I feel like she doesn't have a good team behind her. And this situation proved it. Yeah, a lot of people are talking about her, um, her um, performance. And it was good. It was good. But I will say I feel like she does not demand the respect that she probably deserves. Because for those of you who don't know what happened... You know, she wanted to perform at the BMAs, but the BMAs acted like they they wasn't going to put her on. Um, then the singer Lord dropped out because the BMAs wouldn't let Lord do the song she wanted to do because of COVID and it was a dance and it would be a lot of, you know, touching. And so they, that's when they decided to just have Normani perform. And Normani accepted because, you know, you could t- I could tell, you know, that's what she wanted. But my thing is this, and I'm not this girl's manager or anything. I'm not in her, you know, circle. But if it was me, I would have declined because I'm no one's second best. And I know some people have to start from the bottom and sometimes you are, you know, the stand in. But how that whole situation happened, you know, I would have declined because it did kind of look like she was you know, begging to be on this stage. I'm just keeping it real. And I also noticed that a lot of people on social media will hype her up. And I think they do that because she is the pretty dark-skinned girl. And again, when me and Santina did our episode about colorism, you know, we kind of talked about this. I do feel like people hype her up just because she is the darker-skinned chick. And, you know, in the media, it's been a long time since there's been a dark-skinned woman who has, you know, been successful in the music industry like Normani has. And, you know, is is in the pop realm. And I think people gas her up, but they don't buy her music. Like that song, Wild Side, I mean, yeah, Wild Side, which is what she performed. And, you know, it's a good song. You know, I feel like something's missing from it. And I was a little annoyed because they... Her team acted like they didn't sample Aaliyah's One in a Million, which as an Aaliyah fan, I knew where that beat came from, especially the guitar parts in the back. But I feel like people were just hyping that song up, but that song didn't even reach the top 10. It reached number 14. And I'm, you know, I'm just like, 
you know, don't just be posting this girl and saying, you know, melanin magic and all that other stuff if you're not going to support her. You know, that's my thing about that. You know, if I'm posting somebody, it's because I'm supporting them. It's because I'm buying their shit. I'm just not going to post a picture of you and call it a day. No, if I think this, if I think someone is a good artist, I'm going to go out there and support their artwork. Because music is art. <clears throat> it is. Hold on, y'all. Let me, let me sip from my teacup because y'all know I'll be sipping tea when I be giving you this tea. Ooh, that was some good tea. Okay. But I did enjoy her performance. Truth be told, I think she had the best performance that night. The dancing was on point. The energy was on point. She did a, a tribute to Janet Jackson. Although I saw elements of TLC and even Britney Spears in the performance as well. But, you know, she did it. I will say she did a good job. Now, a lot of people were, you know... I won't say controversial, but it started an interesting discussion because at the end of her performance, she did the ultimate Janet Jackson tribute where um, Tiana Taylor, who is the actress and model, you know, me and her got the same birthday. Hey, Tiana, my birthday twin. But, you know, she kind of gyrated on Tiana Taylor, who is openly bisexual. Um, And, you know, they had a very hot, steamy, you know, you know, um, moment on stage. It looked like they were kind of scissoring each other, like, sort of like what Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion were doing. And, you know, Twitter went crazy. A lot of people liked it. And, you know, a lot of people said, you know, she, she, um, she did that thing and Janet Jackson would be proud. But a lot of people pointed out that there is a double standard because that's, you know, there's not that much backlash that comes to two women being sexual as much as, you know, the backlash that Lil Nas or Adam Lambert um, got for being sexual with other men on stage in their performances. And there is truth to that. I do agree, agree to a certain extent about that. And, you know, but we live in a society where there's always double standards. And I'm not saying that's right, but, you know, you can only control you. That's all you can, that's the only person you can control is you. Me personally speaking, when Lil Nas kisses backup dancer, it didn't bother me. I'm just keeping it real, it didn't bother me. You know, it was, it, you know, it actually made the night kind of interesting. Um, and when Normani did what she did with Tiana Taylor, that didn't bother me either. It made the night very interesting. So that's just my opinion on that. Um, and finally, the performance I want to talk about. Um, is Chloe Bailey. Now, Chloe Bailey, she can sing. Her and her sister can sing. Her and her sister, Haley, they both can sing. Um, well, I think her name is Hallie. Forgive me. I think her name is Hallie. Both of them can sing, but I noticed because they're both signed to Beyonce's label. I think it's called Parkwood. I think that's who they're signed with. And it's obvious Chloe wants to be like Beyonce. She's always singing Beyonce's songs. She's always posting pictures with Beyonce, you know. And it's it's and you know, it's like she's dedicated her whole art to Beyonce. And when I saw her performance, it, it, it I just I saw Beyonce mini me. And this is my thing. 
Because when they first came out, you know, they were very, they used to wear these little tuxedos, they used to wear these little coats, they were very covered up. And you know, that they were good singers. And it's like the voice is what mattered to them. But I noticed over the years, um, Chloe has become very sexual. You know, she's twerking online. Um, she's wearing, you know, short stuff that show up her tits and her ass. Even that music video um, for that song, I think it's called, um, let me look that song up. Have Mercy, that's the name of the song, Have Mercy. And because I only saw the video one time, and truth be told, I didn't think it was her best song. Um, the instrumental sound kind of weird. The vocals were okay, but I don't know, it just sounded different. Maybe it has to grow on me like Doja Cat's music does. But even in that video, you know, it's I, I see Beyonce. On stage, I, when she was performing on stage, I saw nothing but Beyonce. Uh, you know, and I'm like, okay, we get it. You know, you're Beyonce's protege. But if I'm coming to see Chloe Bailey, I want to see Chloe Bailey. I don't want to see no Beyonce mini-me. Hell, I can go to the drag shows to see a Beyonce mini-me. I can't see Chloe Bailey. Even, you know, because the performance, you know, she kind of wears a hood and she starts kind of screaming and stuff. And, people, you know, of course, people say Illuminati. But I'm like, we didn't see Beyonce do that. Hell, I used to, there was a time in my life where I used to go on YouTube and watch Beyonce performances for fun. And Beyonce does that screaming a lot. You know, Haley was, you know, flipping her hair and stuff and, and, and you know, get into that little squad. We didn't see Beyonce do that. So I'm just saying, Haley, you don't want to just be known as Beyonce's mini-me, Beyonce's protege. You got to learn to stand on your own. You're not the only person that then has someone um, take you underneath their wing. You not. Whitney Houston took Brandy underneath her wing, but Brandy wasn't trying to copy Whitney Houston all the time. And you could tell Brandy couldn't. You know, Diana Ross took Michael underneath her wing, and even though they both have that same speaking voice, <laughs> y'all know Michael and Diana sound alike. You know, Michael, you know, forged his own path. So I'm just saying, Chloe, if you're gonna, you know, be underneath Beyonce, it's okay to ask for advice, it's okay to get inspiration, but you gotta make stuff your own. I'm just saying, you can't be sitting here doing, you know, doing what everything that Beyonce done did. Cause truth be told, if Beyonce were to retire and not make music no more for a long time, or you know, just go into, again, Diana Ross territory where she just sang the same songs over and over again. Chloe, you know, the public will forget about you because you've aligned yourself so closely with her. You got to forge your own path and be your own artist. But I mean, you know, her performance, it wasn't bad. I don't really like the song, but you know, a lot of people do seem to like it. It has mixed reviews on it. But I, I do think she's very talented. I think her and her sister are very talented. I just wish they would, you know, be their own artist. So, you know, that's my breakdown of the four performances that really caught my eye. At least when I went on YouTube and watched the war show. And, but I also want to just give my commentary on something else I noticed concerning 
this award show. Now, the singer and actor Tyrese, you know, from Baby Boy, Transformers, um, The Fast and Furious, his biggest hit is How You Gonna Act Like Dads, um, you know, he, he made a post about these award shows and he said, everything has become one gigantic antic. Award shows, social media, and life feels like one gigantic antic. I miss the days when popularity was actually based on talent, hit records, and hit movies. So I would sit back like most and continue to watch the shit show. I guess it's all entertainment, right? LOL. Whatever it takes to go viral. And I saw, you know, mixed feelings towards that. Um, people, some people agreed with him and some people did not agree with him. Um, I'm going to say this. I see what he's saying because I've said it on this podcast. You know, people are just doing any and everything just for popularity or to remain popular. That's why all these celebrities just been divulging all this salacious stuff about their life. Um, I saw a bunch of them, like Ice T said, they don't take baths every day or they use, you know, their, you know, they share razors with their um, spouses and stuff. You know, just just doing, just saying and doing anything for popularity. And truth be told, when the pandemic started, Hollywood took a big hit. Because people weren't going to movies. You know, people weren't going to concerts. That's how a lot of these people are taking money. Um, they couldn't make personal appearances. They couldn't go on the radio. I mean, yeah, you could still put a movie out, but, you know, you have to go to stream. Um, you have to stream it. Yeah, you could still make a song, but, you know, if it ain't a little TikTok dance, you know, most people wouldn't support it. So, you know, a lot of these people just been doing and saying anything just to remain popular. So I agree with him on that, and it shows. But I also want to add this. These people do this because it works. And I've said this time and time again. You know, you just can't just put out content anymore and just let it speak for itself. No, now it has to be a little dance. Now it has to be a video that you know is out there, don't got nothing to do with the song. Now that you know the performances has to be out there. You know, now the outfits got to be out there. And you know, we've seen this before. In the 80s, we've seen it. In the 70s, we've seen it. However, you know, it was just one or two artists that did it. You know, in the 80s, it was mostly Prince and Madonna. You know, everybody else kind of just sung, sung or did, you know, their little thing. But, you know, Madonna and Prince really did push boundaries and they're iconic today. So who knows? 20 years now, Lil Nas, Cardi, um, Normani, even Chloe Bailey might become iconic down the line. And I also want to say this, because I understand what Tyrese is saying, but I also feel like there's a tinge of jealousy. There's a tinge of generational gaps also going on, because let's let's just keep it all the way 100. The music that Tyrese was known to make back in the 90s or the 2000s, no longer exist. Or if it, it does exist, you just got to search far to find it and these people are not given platforms to put their music out. I remember back in 2012, Tyrese said, you know, because it used to be Tyrese, you know, would act, 
bit. You know, Tyrese used to say, you know, I'm just going to focus more on singing and acting. And he did, you know, little movies here and there. And he would do like little soundtracks. Um, he'd be on a soundtrack to the movie. I mean, he had his own albums, but that's what he would do. Then in 2012, you know, he said he was going to focus more on doing these blockbuster movies. Because one, that's where most of the money was coming in at. And also, you know, he said that people don't value R&B artists no more. And he said it was hard to be an R&B artist now. You know, he said the music industry was changing so much and so frequently. And a lot of, you know, the artists from the past were getting you know, kind of thrown to the side. So he said, I'm just going to just act and, you know, I'm not going to really focus on the music. And, you know, he's kind of done that. He mostly, he's no more for acting and for his little rants, you know, and all his craziness and his stuff, his personal life. But he kind of, you know, left that music, music life behind. And I think that that's, that's, that's where a lot of the tension is going. Because I know a lot of these older artists are very critical of these younger artists. And it's always been like that. The artists of the 60s were very critical of the artists of the 80s and 80s and 90s. And now we see the artists of the 80s and 90s are very critical of the artists of the 2010s and 2020s. You know, people are they're very critical of them. A lot of people do see, tend to go in on Lil Nas X, Cardi B, Olivia Rodrigo, Shawn Mendes, Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, and the rest of the people, rest of all of them who are very up and coming and very popular right now. And I think a big factor is the old guard is slowly being pushed out. Um, now, is if you've been in the industry for twenty years, you're looked at as old now. Let's just keep that real. Um, also, the genres of music has started to change. That R&B that um, Tyrese used to make anymore, it does not exist. What's called R&B now is now a subgenre of R&B called Trap Soul. And you know, a lot of that Trap Soul music is actually very good. I like Kehlani stuff. I like Bryson Tiller. That's what that Trap Soul is. But Tyrese doesn't sing like that. And most of the people in that trap soul, you know, most of their songs about heartbreak or, you know, about overcoming drug addiction and stuff. Still good stuff, but it ain't about, you know, love making like Tyrese used to talk about. And I think a lot of them older artists, you know, can't keep up. So when Tyrese said he wasn't making, doing, focusing on the music no more, I understood his reasoning why. And I think it's happening in hip hop as well, because that hip hop culture is also changing. And it showed last night. I wasn't going to talk about this, but Busta Rhymes also performed. And he did a performance of his, you know, hits. And, you know, I know his hits. You know, I love Busta Rhymes. He's the old Busta Rhymes. But I'm going to just keep it real. When he was performing, you know, some people in the crowd just weren't feeling it because they weren't familiar with his music. Even the black teenagers and black young adults weren't really, you know, accustomed to his, his music. And and it just it just kind of just looked weird because Busta this this ain't night this ain't the 90s or 2000s no more. Yeah, Busta Rhymes used to shut the VMAs down back in the day, but it's not back in the day no more. And that's where I want to end this little discussion about Tyrese because and this whole discussion about the VMAs in general 
the truth be told, you know, when Tyrese said everything is the antic, the VMAs are known for the antics. Ever since Madonna popped out of that wedding cake at the very first VMAs back in 84, I think, um, and rolled around all on the floor, you know, humping the stage in that wedding dress, singing like a virgin, the VMAs has been known for performances that push boundaries. There are just one antic after the next, after the next, after the next. That's what that award show is known for. So all the people that performed last Sunday, you know, they, they, they understood the assignment and they delivered. And truth be told, you know, they made the VMAs interesting again. For the past six years, I remember seeing people say the VMAs have become boring. A lot of people say, you know, MCV needs to get rid of the award show. I even saw this article and it was a well-written article where someone said, you know, the VMAs, are, you know, it's like artists don't need the VMAs no more like they used to 30 years ago. Social media has kind of ended the VMAs. And a lot of the artists that performed Sunday, you know, proved that, you know, there was still some magic left in the VMAs because, you know, the performances were good. I felt like the performances were, you know, no, noteworthy. And some people may disagree with me. You know, my dad, you know, kind of disagrees with my stance on political, uh, I mean, not political, <laughs> the wrong, wrong topic, pop culture um, topics. But my dad is 20 years older than me. He's in Tyrese generation. Me and my dad have never liked the same music. And I think, I think that needs to be said. A lot of these older artists, you know, it might be time for them to retire the MTV days. And I'm not saying that to be disrespectful, but I'm just saying, because some of the older artists, and I know it was, it was, you know, special because it was, they were back in New York and, you know, it has been 40 years, but some of them artists like Jennifer Lopez, some of the guys, some Backstreet Boys and Sinks, 98 Degrees, Sydney Lauper were up there. And it was obvious the large majority of that crowd didn't know who any of these people were. And, you know, it just looked weird. It looked like people were holding on to the past from their glory days. And sometimes you got to move forward. You, you know, I don't see Diana Ross. I don't see Smokey Robinson coming to, you know, the American Music Awards anymore. Or, you know, um, the BET Awards anymore like they used to. Because... Those days are long, long over. I'm not saying they can't come, but I'm just saying it just looks weird now because these up and coming artists are, you know, doing good. Whether you think they're talented or not, someone thinks they're talented. These people do have fans. These people can, you know, go number one and they prove that they can still, you throw a concert or a little um, festival you know, their name on the, on the bill will guarantee ticket sales. So I'm just saying, you know, that old guard, it might just be time to, you know, to just bow out gracefully. That's what I think Beyonce about to do. That's honestly why I think, you know, she took a chance with Chloe and Paley because she know, you know, they can sing and they're talented. I think she sees herself with them two girls. Because I think she's going to bow out and let them girls, you know, do their thing. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know, I had my run and now you all can have it. People did that all the time back in the day. And people still remember them. I think that's the problem. A lot of people are scared they're gonna be forgotten. And sometimes you might be forgotten for a while. And then, you know, people will rediscover your work again. But that's just my opinions on that. So that's my opinions on the VMAs, what I thought about the performances, what I thought about the reactions like Tyrese's, and I hope you all enjoy it. And as usual, this is your boy D, and I'm glad you liked that piping hot tea.